Tuttle, and welcome to the Incredible Eye Show, where we explore the latest developments, best practices, and real-world success stories of IBM's premier operating system for enterprise computing. Whether you're a seasoned IBM Eye professional or just getting started, this is the place to stay informed and inspired. So join us as we deep dive into the world of IBM Eye and discover the true power of enterprise computing. A special thanks to our sponsors, Common, your go-to resource for all IBM Eye education, and Midrange Dynamics, accelerating change and innovation on IBM Eye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Incredible Eye Show. We have a great show for you today. We have special guest, Niels Lisberg, an expert in cloud computing and microservices for the IBM Eye platform. Niels has helped numerous organizations leverage the power of cloud and microservices to build innovative and scalable applications. Today, we discuss the latest trends in microservices and explore how these technologies can help IBM I developers stay competitive and relevant in today's fast-paced business environment. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn from one of the leading experts in IBM I cloud and microservices. Welcome to the show, Niels. All right, everybody, welcome to the Incredible Eyes Show, where my guest today is Niels Lisberg. Welcome to the show, Neil. Hello, Peg. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a pleasure it's to have you on invitation. the show. Oh, yes, it's so great to have this invitation so I can talk a little about uh, all this cool stuff I'm doing here yeah, with this IBM I, Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's going to be a good show. I think we've got a lot of good things planned for everybody. We're going to be talking about, um, like we always do, we're going to get a little history from you. And then we're going to mm -hmm. launch into talking about uh, microservices today. Something we really haven't um, gotten into in much detail here on the Incredible Eye Show. So we are going to shine some lights on that today. So I'm really yeah. excited. Okay, yeah. uh, perhaps I should just start about uh, my background because yeah. it's a little, that's actually quite uh, funny because I was not totally into computers at the beginning. I was actually a ba bass player in a funk band. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> really? yeah, and I was uh, working in a studio, recording studio, and uh, they had something uh, called a Fairlight, which was an audio sampling system back in the 80s. The problem was that I was using uh, eight-inch uh, diskettes, uh, and my father's friend had had a, a IT company working for IBM, and they had a system called 36 and another one called the 23, and uh, I took these uh, eight uh, inches um, uh, disk and formatted on on the IBM computers, and they worked perfectly on the Fairlight. So I get very popular in, in the music industry for distributing these uh, pre-formatted discs. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so cool. But the, the fun part of it is what actually my my father's friend asked me, oh, you're very good at this with computing stuff. Would you huh? like to work for me? And I said, uh, I have no idea because <laughs> I was actually in high school at that time. So I was working with IBM computers back in the 80s. Oh, my gosh. That's so Yeah, so and, yeah, and one day to the other. And as a high school <laughs> yeah. student. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So, uh, unfortunately, all my music career, uh, yeah, it's kind Aww. of disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, then again, I, I'm still on the stage, but uh, now it's uh, on the common, common, you know, the common congresses and so on, where I show yeah. all this uh, crazy stuff I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. So what was the name of the band back then? Oh, it, it was called uh, Night Train. And we also have another band called Hong Kong Airways. <laughs> Hong Kong Airways and Night Train. All right. Yeah, there was the two it. of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can actually still find some of my uh, audio stuff on on the SoundCloud uh, under the name of Dr. Satan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. DJ aside, Satan, yeah. Aside yeah, yeah. of you? I bet a oh, lot yeah, of people yeah. don't know about. Oh my goodness! Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> now you've got the secret, and you can spread it. Or perhaps you should actually keep it, keep it as a secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, night, yeah, yeah. Night train, and what was the other one? Uh, Hong Kong Airways. Hong Kong Airways. That's yeah. that's that's pretty clever. So yeah, that was fun. Well, good, good for you. Well, I think it's interesting. Um, a lot of folks that come on the show talk about their history. I like learning about, you know, how people landed here in the IBM iSpace. Now, my background is, is kind of odd. I might admit that. But but when I talk to people, it's very similar to others. They have really strange backgrounds. They have <laughs> come from all over the places. And and, uh, and and suddenly in my career, I was also not working with IBM stuff. I was actually working with microprocessor and, and, and secret boards and so on, uh, mm. making making uh, uh, telemetric systems for, for oil companies and so on, so measuring uh, gauges and so on. So so I've been out there and working with all kinds of platforms, Windows, uh, yeah, you know, no, no, not everybody is perfect. So I've also been at the, working with my, my, uh, Microsoft platforms as well. Yeah. So I've been all over the place working with the IBM i, 30, 36 uh, mainframes and yeah, Wow. But, you know, over the time, I just kind of feel safe when I'm working on the IBM I. But yeah. I, know, I know the background for for what I'm doing with all this microservice stuff. That's typically not what we're doing on the IBM I platform. Mm. That is cloud. That is actually cloud technology. Mm-hmm. So that is totally different. Uh, that is really a different kind of animal. And, mm-hmm. and normally when we are uh, talking with clients, they, they want to... They want to perhaps in the future embrace all this microservice technology and cloud computing and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as long as it ain't broke, then don't fix it. So, and it ain't broke. It works perfectly on, on the, their IBM IS. So, so it's a little, um, really a little hard um, battle uphill to, to uh, uh, yeah, kind of, of get these Change that get technology. Mindset. Yeah. yeah, change the mindset for the uh, yeah. for these people. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, they have you, to because yeah, the, all the all these young guys coming from the universities and so they are using containers, they are using microservices, mm-hmm. they know how Git works and know all the workflows with DevOps and so on. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, all these technology will yeah, mm-hmm. they will convert to the metric system inch by inch, as I say. Okay. So, um, so let's okay. So before we like dive deeper into microservices mm-hmm. and the advantages of microservices, why don't you talk a little bit um, about what a microservice is for those yeah, who but, are listening who don't understand? You know, explain to me what microservices are. Yeah, I will. I will start with giving you uh, an explanation that is uh, likewise te- te- uh, technology uh, minded. Mm-hmm. It is back from, <laughs> and and then give give you the, the correct uh, description from there. It is actually back uh, from fifteen years uh, back when we have something called domain driven design, 
And domain-driven design is very awkward uh, if you compare it to straightforward databases on, on IBMI. Because when you're looking at domain-driven design, that means that you are kind of circling uh, circles around small domains in your systems. And that means if you have a CRM system, then you have a circle around it. So you only have a little CRM uh, solution that is only uh, working with the data within this CMS, uh, CMS solution. And if you have an invoicing system, that is only what it does. Right. So the idea of domain-driven design is these domains cannot access data directly in other domains. And, and typically, when we are working with IBMI platforms, or mainframe for that matter, we are just going down to the databases directly and fetching information, and then we have a concept of entanglement. You entangle your mm-hmm. your different domains together, and it's getting very, very hard to uh, to change uh, your CMS solution because your invoicing system then have all kind of fingers into your data and you don't know what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So the idea with, with domain-driven design is that you actually circle uh, having like a castle around your data. So nobody can access these data unless you're inside your domain. So in the CMS solution, then you are safe, then you can do whatever, and then you have a better perspective of your data because you only have to focus on what's going on to, into the CMS solution. And if you want to access data from outside, then you have to provide some kind of service layer. And this is where the microservice come into play. So when you are accessing data from outside, you provide a service layer for, for your domain-driven design, your, your, your CMS solution or your invoicing or, or whatever you have of, of small domains. So it gets very easy to change what's under the hood, but as long as you have the interfaces uh, uh, providing the same kind of uh, interface as you have provided as before, then you can change whatever you do in, inside your domain. So therefore, you can change the the language, you can change the computer, you can change operating system, you can go go move it to the cloud, you can take it back from the cloud into your own solutions. And this is the idea with microservices that that you are not bound to any language, you're not bound to any platform, you're not bound to (laughs) only to your your mindset. So you can change whatever you you do under the covers as as long as you can access your data with the the provided service layer where your microservice is actually the the interface to the rest of the world. But that's also a game changer because then you have to provide data for uh, with interfaces for everything in your system. And that means that can be a little hard from your invoicing system, yet you really have to go through all these uh, service layers to get to your name and address for your clients and so on. But this is, this is the way it works. And, and the benefit is uh, amazing because you can chain all the technology under the covers. And, uh, and the downside is that it's a little more uh, complicated to access data. And sometimes you also have a, pe- a penalty of, of having performance issues. Yeah. So when you design with microservices, you have to have all these, <laughs> all, uh, you can have, you have to juggle all these balls, but, but mm-hmm. it, uh, in the end, it actually, uh, better, better of, uh, of all the, the evils. I think, uh, the microservices is a better design paradigm for the future. Okay. Okay. So you're saying like even, you know, the advantages would be um, greater security around your data. Absolutely. Yeah. That was one thing. Mm-hmm. But also okay. easier deployment, easier yeah. way to change your whatever you want to change under the covers. Mm-hmm. 
because typically databases is, is they are getting gross in the end of the day. I mean, they are huge. They mm-hmm. nobody can really know what what's inside these uh, old uh, mature databases. They yeah. are built. They are huge. Yeah. So you're yeah. So for example, it would be um, uh, let's just say we've got an IBM company, an IBM I company, who's been running. You know, they started on the the AS four hundred, and it's matured into you know the IBM I, and they're maybe running a Power Nine today. But that mm-hmm. the the ERP product that they have written in house, you know, and have matured. All of these years, these 30 years, has now mm. become this ginormous product. Yeah, absolutely. You got the right picture here. And this is a problem where you actually have to do something called domain segregation. So you have to kind of uh, have a Texas chainsaw and, and cut these huge, <laughs> huge data out into the real domains. And that, that is a little battle uphill. But but uh, but you don't have to do that. You can use all this microservice technology uh, and access data on on your ERP solution you have been working with for 30 years. The technology is years. not limiting. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the idea is that, that you can actually access whatever you need uh, on the, on the, on the platform mm-hmm. but from a from a, a future perspective it's better to make these small circles around your, your data and, and accesses this way okay and still but but if you're having an old erp solution you can still make microservices uh, on top of your existing data okay. uh, uh, and that works perfectly I'm, I'm making a lot of these transformation projects modernization projects where we oh. are taking the old erp solution and then we are putting on uh, the uh, uh, some of the mod- modern frameworks, cloud technologies, and accessing the uh, the data directly from mm-hmm. from uh, the IBMI, but using, for instance, Spring Boot, uh, that is a Java framework, and run that on IBMI and providing the service interfaces. So yeah. at the end of the day, a normal ERP solutions end up in like perhaps 300 microservices. That's typically, and these 300 microservices between one and and perhaps uh, 500 endpoints so um depend on on, on what kind of uh, of uh, function it is doing okay okay so, but that is that is a service layer <laughs> and, yeah. and and then typically so, I get the question: What about what about uh, what about user interfaces on top of yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm you know right now I my head is just spinning a little bit, but I'm thinking about all of the challenges yeah. that go into this. How do you, how would a customer actually design? So what are some of the challenges that they're going to, let's talk about what they would face as far as challenges go first and then say, okay, and then we can tackle that question about how do you get started? Right. <laughs> I like that you say you, 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 you hit his like, like spinning. jumping around right now. <laughs> yeah. Spinning <laughs> because I, I, my, my head has been spinning like for, for, for the last 10 years now with this. So, so uh, yeah, you, you just lucky there. Um, <laughs> the, the, the typical challenge if you are a company is that you have this fantastic platform. It does everything very good, but the problem is that the people working with it, it tend to be a little um, uh, mature, and uh, and some perhaps want to retire and so on. So you have to bring new uh, young people, talent uh, to the platform. And how can you uh, embrace 
modern technologies uh, and the platform at the at the same time because the yeah. platform itself is 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 modern it is not yeah. there's no problem there yeah. um the the problem is the the perspective that many of the mature people is looking at it um, mm. So when they are, are presenting a green screen uh, with uh, some COBOL code, it is not the best way to to actually bring the platform forward. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we are, are taking uh, and and actually using uh, some of the uh, the ERP solution made in RPG and COBOL and 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 create microservice on top of that. Mm-hmm. And for that, we have made some lot of tooling around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the first step. And the next step is that you also need the, the young people to uh, not only accept the platform, but actually we find it uh, cool because it's it's uh, very, very powerful and very fast and so on. It's very easy to work with. Mm-hmm. So so you need you need these two components in the first place. Okay. And the best way to, to, uh, to get young people uh, talk to the mature people on the platform is uh, will uh, learning both of them something called JSON. So we are talking about uh, oh. these microservicing having interfaces with JSON in and JSON out because then they have uh, they have actually a language they they have a lingo they can yeah. uh, communicate. Yeah. Uh, say okay, my global program, my RPG program can produce some JSON. Yes, perfect. And if you can produce some JSON, then my Angular UI can actually um, um, use that JSON in my in in the application, and there you have the interface between the UI, the young guys, and the mature application, the backend uh, running RPG and Cobalt. Okay, so you just mentioned a couple of a couple of tools. You talked about Angular and Spring Boot, and oh yes, and both run. Um, these frameworks run on the IBM I, correct? Yeah, you, you should sure. remember that that when we're talking about Spring Boot, that is a server side um, oh, okay. uh, framework. So that is okay. where your microservice is written, okay. and then the consumer part of it is where you have your Angular. So that is running okay. in your browser, uh, oh. or a, so. So it's actually a browser component. Yeah, you put it in okay. into your browser. Okay. So you have a browser connecting to the to the server, and then you're running all the applications in the browser. It looks very good, actually. And I I tend to say that you have you have um, a, a relationship to your uh, UI, but you are married to your service layer. So so uh, so when you, <laughs> you design your service layer, then 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 it, you have to take a, a decision and use that decision, and it will be that decision is is promoted for many many years because you're not changing that part that often. But if it comes to the UI, the Angular. Uh, of you or ext.js whatever you're using uh, then it, it changes very fast over the years what is popular and what the the young people are using for for creating these kind of user interfaces so so you yeah you are married to your 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 service layer but you, you have a, a a swift relationship to whatever is on 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 the, on the ui okay <laughs> i was just going to ask you to repeat that little phrase yeah. they're married to the service layer and a relationship with the ui yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. you see the picture yeah, yeah i do i do so you know um, we are technologists so we should always be looking at ways to do things better and faster so 
Um, and I think bringing young people to the platform is an absolute necessity. So I really like that plan. So what yeah, other what other challenges do you see an IBM sh- IBM I shop facing when they're thinking about um, implementing? microservices so getting people talking together using a common language anything else the the first the first issue you you will face is actually that that the language typically used on the platform is rpg le or Mm -hmm. rpg and uh, rpg is typically a server-side language that's very uh, tight up to the 5250 data stream. That is the green screens, as you know. Mm-hmm. So UI typically is made in green screen, and then you have uh, your RPG code making the business logic. Yes. And for that reason, you have these kind of monoliths where you have very huge application with many display files, many, many screens, and, and, and it can be quite um, difficult to use this Texas chainsaw I was talking about uh, just before uh, and just cut that uh, and change it totally. So, so yeah. um, you, sometimes you need to just put an interface uh, around these, uh, the green screens. So we have, we have some tooling in our company doing this and, and uh, the, the, the comes with a price. But there's another another way to do this. Uh, so we have in our company and together with some other uh, like-minded people, we have created uh, some um, open source projects. Mm. And if you are searching on the internet, you will see there's something called SiteMule. And SiteMule is oh, yeah. an open source project that is um, is aimed to solve this microservice uh, tool, lack of tooling uh, for the ILE uh, RPG universe on the IBM I. And, uh, and we have uh, been working with this um, uh, project for, for a couple of years now. Actually, I think it's more than five or six years now okay. since since the age of, of microservice began then uh, I thought that we needed a, a, a kind of, of server technology you can put into the the uh, the uh, ILE universe and then I bring in another concept called serverless architecture uh, the oh. idea is that you when you create a program it actually contains a little a little web server itself. So that means when you compile a program, then it has a little web server inside. So instead of ch- taking this big uh, Texas chainsaw and cut everything apart, then you can actually have this little web server inside your program, exposing all this functionality that the big monolith had in, in the beginning. And there you can use the JSON in and JSON out. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the next step is, uh, well, how do you get JSON in and JSON yeah, out into yeah. an RPG program? Yeah, And for absolutely. that purpose, we, <laughs> yeah, then we created another framework called NoxDB. That means not only XML, but it also handles uh, JSON and uh, SQL and, and okay. stuff like that. What so, was, repeat so the, that, repeat that name again, please. NoxDB, N-O-X-D-B. Uh, okay. It's, uh, okay. And it's also part of, of this GitHub repository where you can find it so it's open oh, source okay. so everybody's invited to to just download it and even better if uh, you want to participate in the project please 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 because now we are like uh, i think we are 16 people working with this around the globe 
uh, from all awesome. kind of nationalities. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I will so, make sure to I'll make sure to include the link to that. It's the GitHub okay. GitHub.com slash site mule. I'll include that. Yeah, um, perfect. In the, yeah, thank in you the, so much. In the show notes, show notes, so that people oh, have an opportunity yeah. to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and one of uh, one of our sponsors is um, the company I work for right now, System Method, has sponsored the, the the core technology in both products because it actually comes from a product called Icebreak that is has been there for perhaps twenty years now. But that is a web server technology that has been working on the IBM I for the ILE universe. Uh, but that is a, a, a uh, product you you have to have to purchase uh, so uh, so thank you thanks to to uh, the the uh, the, uh, the people at at uh, at the system method they they gave the source code so we could make this mm -hmm. open source project out of it mm -hmm. so awesome. so yeah so SiteMule is actually the spin off of uh, of the icebreak server yep. product yeah okay Okay, excellent. You know, I'm mm -hmm. I'm just I just want to just take a deep breath here because you're you've you've mentioned a lot of things. And yeah. I can only imagine and you know, an IBM iShop who is just starting to dip their toe in the water of microservices and understanding what they are and just feeling a little overwhelmed by all of this. And, you know, so again, I just think that uh, that mindset change is going to be critical, but, you know, it's understanding the benefits that come from exposing um, your, well, I don't want to say exposing your data, but, um, you know, creating the smaller packets, if you will, around yeah. your data so that you can create um, better UIs, um, you know, and so that people aren't looking at a green screen anymore, kind of moving the company into the 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 new century, you know, yeah. I, I just think about I'm I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can see I can just hear some of my customers going, I have no idea what he's talking about. And yeah. I'm not even sure how to get there. But the, the fun part here is like, the, all, all the young fun people, part. if you, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the fun part, no, the fun part of it is that the young people from, from the university knows about all these technologies. Yeah. Uh, I said, I said spring boot before, but, but mm -hmm. that is only if you are, if you are typically a Java guy, because Java and spring boot is, yeah, they are kind of married together. This is very, very robust and stable. But if you want to work with with uh, Python, for instance, we have a lot of clients that have been working have using Python, but not on the IBMI. Now they can use it because now we have something called Jump where you can install all these open source packages oh, that that, that, awesome? that IBM. Yeah, this yeah. is totally cool. And there yeah. you can install the Python, so you can access a Jump install Python three point nine. Boom, there you go. And then you have the possibility to use microservice uh, uh, frameworks like fast API that is equally good as as or as uh, spring boot mm -hmm. and the and and for for the node.js guys they have something called loopback and loop the back. idea yeah, loopback loop back, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah absolutely so 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 that's also a microservice pro, uh, framework but that's for node.js mm -hmm. so you don't have to say okay we have to do everything in RPG or do everything in Python or do everything in, in Node.js. You can pick and choose between these things 
Um, but you should do it with the mindset of microservices. So don't yeah. uh, don't pollute a complete solution, but rather take a domain. Domain-driven design is core here. And doing microservices mean you only provide the uh, solution with Node.js or whatever for the specific domain. Mm-hmm. If you are trying to typically I say, okay, that will be cool if you could just call the, the uh, Python code directly from RPG. This is a concept that you should uh, avoid like the plague because that is what we call entanglement. Mm. And entanglement means that if you want to change something in the Python code, then you also have to call the guy that created the RPG code. And then they can uh, discuss how the parameter goes back and forth between the Python code and the RPG code. Don't do that. Never do that. It's been a design paradigm for, for many years now for RPG code. We're very good at calling our Java code. Don't do it. I mean, this is the worst thing of everything you, because you, you have no idea how the interfaces between these two environments works. If you're using microservice instead, then your RPG code is making a HTTP request out into the rest of the world, mm-hmm. doing some magic with another microservice that eventually written perhaps in, in Node.js or perhaps that is made in, in Python, whatever. But you interface uh, using your microservice technology. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that also sounds a little scary. Uh, yeah, but then I guess can I put think some about help from, from yeah, yeah, but not, security is not the, the the worst thing here. Oh, okay. the, 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 the actually the 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 nightmare is when you have all these kind of requests going back and forth. How can you monitor that, and how can you performance control mm-hmm. all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and for that purpose, we have some of, of uh, perhaps you heard about Netflix. I think everybody heard about Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yep. Netflix. Watched have, it last uh, night. The reason. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, I, uh, me too. Um, and the point is, if you perhaps you have noticed, if you are selecting a movie, it goes like nanoseconds, and then you can actually watch a movie. Yeah, and that happens for everybody on on the planet. I mean, that is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And the reason why they can do it so fast is that they have scaled up a huge number of microservices. So you actually can, when you remote control, say, select this movie, you are. Ah, talking with your uh, remote control to a, a, a microservice in the other end. And and, and uh, perhaps that also sound a little uh, bloated because that's a lot of remote controls pressing mm-hmm. play the next movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so therefore, they have created a framework called Eureka. And Eureka is an open source project we are running on the IBM I as well to control oh. uh, these microservices. So we can see if they are responding, how fast are they running? Should we spin up an extra instance of it? Should we actually provide uh, offload one of the microservices to the cloud? Should we run it on another partition? Should we whatever? So therefore, the concept of microservices is not only a design paradigm for for how you create applications. It is also a design paradigm for for your infrastructure and how you Mm -hmm. deploy it and how you scale it. Again, so, another mind blowing. Now, now, yeah, now you're confused. Even even more, more I guess. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, sorry I, about that. No, I think I I think this is amazing stuff. I I I so when a customer is you know they um have decided that yeah we're gonna we're going to start using microservices, and so it 
how do they how would they go about um maybe designing you know the microservices that they're going to use do they you know can you use say for example i have a again a huge erp product would i use different microservices to access different parts of the erp product or would you be using the same structure to access the different parts of that product so maybe it's uh, you that's know, a good question Go ahead. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm uh, back to to the original design pattern. And that is mm-hmm. that is the the uh, domain driven designs, and and uh, and that means that you have to draw some circles around the areas in the ERP solution because typically mm-hmm. you have a general ledger is a function in the ERP solution, and that is a very good uh, candidate for being a domain itself. Then you have the invoicing. That's a very good candidate for it. And you have your CRM part of it and, and all these kind of, of, of areas in the ERP solution. Purchase orders is a very yeah. good example of, of yeah. it. So you have all these kind of circles around it. But typically when you talk to ERP, people say, oh, then we have to integrate all the, our customer names and names we have in one big database. We need a name database. And this is uh, where everything goes wrong because yeah. if you're just changing one attribute in this name database, then you have to go through the uh, CMS solution, the uh, general ledger, all of the solution and see if it actually works now. And typically it will break. Uh, so you're, you are, this is because of the breaking changes you are introducing when you are changing up on, on making changes on huge systems. Mm-hmm. And this is why huge systems are very slow for development and deployment. Mm-hmm. And this is the benefit of making microservices. Yes. But I will give you another example that is perhaps more interesting. Yes. Um, when when we um, um, getting uh, contacted by clients, they say, oh, "Okay, yeah, we have this IBMI, and we have all we have our invoicing, our sales system, la la la." But what we really want to do is some some uh, some AI on our data. Um, how do we do that? Oh, say, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Then I say, yeah, um, yeah. Typically, uh, all the AI uh, uh, TensorFlow and all these frameworks are, are accessed by Python, for instance. Uh, so, so if you want to call that from the ERP solution, I will suggest you are creating a, a microservice interface, uh, and then you can uh, uh, run this on on your, on your um, uh, what is it called the nine twenty two box. Uh, 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 with uh, some GPUs, and then you communicate between your IBMI and and this box. And in the future, you don't even have to have GPUs for making this magic because with a new Power Ten processor, there's a feature uh, there's uh, 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 where you can actually um, scale uh, these uh, these features uh, out on on the P10. That's called inferencing. So you can actually run uh, run models. Uh, AI models on P10, oh, wow. and that will be even better in the next uh, next couple yeah. of years when the next version of the processor. But inferencing is is one of the key points, um, mm-hmm. uh, and this is where also the point where I should have sold all my shares in Nvidia because uh, I didn't see <laughs> that come. Uh, even though you can find a, a, a video on my uh, on my behalf where I say uh, talking about the inferencing and IBM I mm-hmm. and Power Platform. And I still have these, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the stocks in Nvidia. That was that was real bad, by the way. Now, um, 
So, uh, so when we do this, we we create uh, the service layer on uh, on perhaps in the cloud or perhaps on on a, 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 one of the uh, Linux boxes, and then you communicate between the IBM I and the Linux box right now, and that will change over the time because uh, when they purchase the P10, they can actually just run it directly on the core on on the IBM I. Together, side by side, on on the Linux partition, on the where the IBM I is running as well. Right. So, uh, so this is the beauty of it. You can move these technology around. You're not, you're not married to an uh, operating system in that yeah. way. So that is that is the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, one yeah. of one of the cool examples of that is we had a client that uh, had some. <laughs> this is totally crazy. This one here, uh, they have uh, they had. Um, a lot of blueprints of their products. Mm-hmm. The problem was that they don't, they didn't have any digital recording of of the the item numbers used in their products. They only have these blueprints in in in, in paper. Mm-hmm. And um, and and uh, what we did here was actually uh, taking uh, taking these blueprints, scanned it uh, as images, and then we made a. AI model that is converting these images into uh, relational data. So they oh, had wow. kind of reversed engineer their their yeah. very old drawing back. This is very old stuff. This is back from the nineties, uh-huh. uh, where they have uh, some of the products. But now we have, they have full track of all the products back from the nineties up uh, until now, where they are, of course now they have it in in relational data. But this oh, is the way nice. they can have maintenance records for for. And, and yeah. make your services uh, using the AI. Yeah. So that was that was a very uh, That's pretty cool. interesting product. Yeah, that was yeah. very cool. Yeah. And the, uh, the 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 ERP solution itself runs on the IBM I. Mm-hmm. So uh, so, but that is microservice going back and forth, and uh, mm-hmm. and then we are using yeah some other tooling for for the security part of it. So, okay. Okay. Okay, I got that. I just thought of something. And if you don't have an answer for this one, that's okay. I I just think about like, you know, uh, what we're doing on the IBM I, but what happens on the IBM I and what circles it, the platforms that circle it. And I think about DevOps. And I'm just wondering, you know, I have to believe that microservices are imperative in the whole DevOps piece of this. You know, but I don't, I mean, you, you tell me, is that, is that true? I mean. Oh yeah. That, that uh, I mean, typically if you are, if you're creating microservices, you have some kind of DevOps system around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course we also use uh, DevOps for, for all our products and our uh, solutions. And we also help clients with introducing uh, DevOps and it is perhaps easier than you should think um, uh, if you're looking at my GIST, my uh, my GitHub GIST. There is an example of how you are, can extract the good old uh, 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 source codes and uh, and migrate it directly into uh, the uh, Git repository. And if you have it in the Git repository, the rest is much more easy because okay. if you are making it natural for the Git. Then you have all kind of possibilities to to bring the, the, the it into the ops uh, uh, using Jenkins or whatever. Um, okay. 
Uh, we're using uh, something called GitLab in our company. Uh, it's also an open source project. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it is very, very cool because you can you can uh, just migrate your, your your source files into it and then you can make some plugins. So you automate the, the, uh, the uh, compile process and you are using uh, the, the Jenkins to, uh, to do all the, uh, the, the testing the afterwards. And, oh, okay. And the yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, so yes. then the IBM I side of that, so the application will sit, still sit, you know, that ERP product would still sit on the IBM I, but no. you're, you're, you're using microservices to access the additional data or source that might be sitting in Git, and then you'd be using Jenkins as a part of that. Yeah, uh, that, that right? sounds a little. Yeah, uh, is it easy? Not really. Okay. Yeah, yeah you, you, you're close. Okay. All right. <laughs> but no, but no cigar. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, your EP solution is running on the IBMI, but so do all the microservices. Oh, and that okay. is a beauty. Gotcha. The, some okay. of the microservices running uh, in uh, in the subsystem, a uh, uh, normal subsystem on on the IBMI, and have normal priorities like like any other batch job has. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it's so when you say work active job, you can see these microservices running there as normal jobs. Okay. Uh, so no big deal here, okay. uh, but but where it is really strange for IBM I for people, that is where is the source, because we put our source into uh, GitLab, and our GitLab is actually in, uh, in the cloud. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just one solution. But you can also r- run it on prem, but but uh, our GitLab is running in the cloud. Uh, so we can access it twenty four seven, and we have backups and 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 and, uh, on, and in many uh, uh, instances all, all over the world. So we can actually put it down, but then we are compiling it from our uh, IBM I code from our desktop computers. So it interact, of course, it uh, interacts with the compilers on the IBM I and create the okay. objects on the IBM I. Okay. Um, so, so 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 the source is in in Git. But the objects and then the, the code running it is still on the IBM I. Okay, 100%. so you have to move that back, back to the yeah. I when you're making changes. Yeah, when you have to make a uh-huh. database change or if you're, you know, updating a, a program or whatever, you're going to move it back out of Git and then in, onto the IBM I and then yeah. put it back to but, Git but when Git, everything but Git is, is done. Git is only source. Git is only yeah. source. So it's yeah. only the source for the code. So when you compile it on your desktop computer, it actually communicates with the IBMI and the yeah. IBMI is doing the, the real the heavy uh, lifting. compile. Yeah. Yep. Heavy okay. lifting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, but that is for ILE. But if, you, if you're talking about the Python and, and Node.js, mm-hmm. you can run it also on your desktop computer and, mm-hmm. and deploy it in, in there, in the cloud. And you can just using a JDBC or ODBC connection to your IBMI data. Mm-hmm. But that is that is not as fast as uh, ILE universe where you are on on the on the core code. Uh, so for high performance, uh, ILE and RPG is still the the mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yep. is strange to say. Yeah. Did I say that? Oh, yeah. I think you don't, said don't, that. You, you, yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, going to yeah, leave that you, on the recording, you, so everybody yeah, else cannot, in the world you, can hear it too. Yeah, yeah you can. You, you cannot quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can. <laughs> I don't uh, have to. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> even, even worse. Yeah. yeah I know, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my. Okay. That, that was okay. So for folks who want to get started with microservices, um, they should, they could head over to the github.com site, Newell. They can reach out to you guys. Um, do you have any perhaps, other resources? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, actually, I if you go to my Git, on, uh, I have a Git repo on uh, oh, okay. a couple of Git repos. If you say search on Nils Lisberg and uh, at GitHub, okay, uh, then you will see there's uh, examples of how you create uh, Spring Boot applications uh, f connecting directly to. If you just pull this project and build it. Uh, then you are connected to IBMI and you have your first uh, database access up and running in uh, within 10 minutes. Okay. That is with Spring Boot. So that it's all the dependencies for Spring and so is in the project. So just pull it, build it, and the instructions is actually on, on my uh, repo there. I did okay. the same for, for Node.js and for fast, fast API. So you have these three diff, uh, uh, different uh, versions of it and okay. also made it for 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 ielastic that is uh, the rpg uh, counterpart to, to okay. uh, microservices so okay this is this is my go-to guide this is where i start when i when i make these presentation at, at common euro uh, this is typically okay where i show my 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 repo and clone it and play with it and, and yeah. show people how it works yeah okay excellent you know what if you um send those over to me i will make sure to have all of them in the show notes for folks to uh okay. have access to it and then they can you know get it at their leisure and um check it out so yeah, yeah. that's awesome Awesome. Yeah, no, no yeah, other possibilities to just, uh, I will be in, in Prague here in, at the coming Euro uh, the, this summer. So oh, having excellent. a couple of, uh, yeah, a couple of sessions uh, about SQL, one thing, and uh, all the pitfalls and all the good stuff in in, in, in stock procedures and PLSQL. And, uh, oh, SQL PL is called now. Um, and, uh, and microservices, of course. Okay. So, so please okay. uh, come in and see the, yeah. the session there. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause you, okay. So speaking at Common Euro, Euro and then in Prague. And then, um, are there any other, do you have any other, uh, presentations planned for this year that we should mention? Uh, yes, I, I I do a lot for for uh, for common in in Europe, uh, not not only common in Europe but also common Belgium, Denmark, common, okay. yeah, uh, okay, common Sweden, the... uh, data data tree in Sweden also. So that will be. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I guess I will be uh, there also to host conference in, uh, in in Sweden as well. Okay. So yeah. All um, right. I people people it. here in in, in Europe, uh, uh, I think they they have seen me. <laughs> a couple of times and sure. also when it goes totally bad because i only make live presentations so if 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 i you know when the when the network doesn't work then i say okay it's just very long <laughs> yeah right yeah, break I, we have here let's yeah. go out and have a coffee and a beer whatever and come yeah. back yeah okay yeah, that's it <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, good. Yeah. So you, I, one of the other things that, um, before I let you go today, I want to mention that you also, um, participate on the SEAC. Maybe you could just oh, spend yeah. two minutes talking about that because I think the SEAC and the CAC here in the United States are really two amazing organizations and they're very, it's so valuable that folks know about, 
you know, what the SEAC is and what you guys do. So maybe you could just give a quick high level of the SEAC and, um, and what that's all about. Yeah, uh, SEAC is actually the technical guys from, from all of the common uh, uh, organization in Europe uh, mm -hmm. uh, joined together where we are discussing uh, ideas or RFE, they were called uh, previously, um, and 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 uh, now they were IBM trying to ideas. Uh, ideas exactly. So IBM ideas is is a is a way that we are giving input to IBM and say this is a very good idea, or perhaps th you should consider this because this is absolutely brilliant. Um, so and we also create uh, the ideas ourselves. So we have uh, both voting sessions for for ideas uh, from from the rest of the uh, from the world where CAC is also a participant in in, in these uh, ideas oh, and, and yeah. we are also gathering information from from when we are out and talk to clients and uh, customers and and to when we are at the at the the common uh, Europe uh, events we are also getting information that uh, or ideas that could be great and then we are posting them and mm -hmm. voting for them Mm -hmm. So what 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 we're doing is actually bringing ideas forward to IBM and say you should have a look at this little feature here. This is really good, mm -hmm. or saying perhaps perhaps you shouldn't use too much time in this guy here because right, right. this is uh, th this uh, is leading uh, in the opposite direction that the platform is actually yeah. want to go. So yeah, yeah so this is uh, it's about prioritizing uh, these ideas and, uh, and and bring some of you into uh, to the loop also. Nice. Yeah, nice. So, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting that I you know and I don't know if a lot of people know that that you know we actually IBM has these groups that they work closely with and develop these relationships to really get their maybe their finger on the pulse of what's going on in the uh, in yeah. the IBM space with the users you know this is with totally the crazy if you yeah it's a totally crazy if you are t talking to other uh, uh, people clients in other having other platforms they are not used to have direct access to the guys that actually create the software at, at the mm -hmm. platform so mm -hmm. so uh, when I'm talking to clients and say, this is amazing, could you, that you have direct access to, to the developer using, uh, doing this exact part of the, of the operating systems? Yes. So if, uh, if you want to ask them, you can just pop a question and we have them on Slack directly. So we can oh, ask yeah. uh, if, if, uh, if the, uh, there's a, some new going on or fixes coming or whatever. Or new features or whatever it's, it's so close between the client and the developer so it, it, it could not get closer actually yeah. Other, otherwise the, the client will be at rochester all the time yeah and that's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely no yeah. that's that's great thank you we um i think it was a couple of shows back um i had marina swank who sits on the cac here yeah. in the united states yeah, and she um, mentioned that there were a couple of positions open on the CAC here in the U.S. So I think yeah. those positions are still open and they are uh, reviewing applications. So if anybody's interested, um, you know, just head over to the show with Marina Swank and yeah. I think you'll see the, the show notes there. So yeah, I just, so I just met, I just met her. We uh, actually have 
a joint meeting, uh, and yeah, in it was in uh, yeah, exactly. So I, I was in Rochester with uh, the other uh, uh, CIA uh, guys. Yeah, so yeah. CAC and CIA meets, uh, yeah, uh, when it, whenever it's possible. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. That was a little Corona crisis. So it was the last couple of years. So it's been some time since we had the last meeting. Yeah, so that I know that was good. I was actually, I live in Minneapolis, and I was going to head down and meet up with a few of the folks down there, um, but we had a family emergency, so I wasn't able to go. But uh, yeah, next time for sure, I plan on um, meeting up with everybody down there, because it's a good opportunity to meet and and get um you know talk to people talk to folks and just get them onto the incredible eyes show so yeah. yeah so thank you so much for that awesome discussion on microservices and learning a Great. little bit more about the SEAC. but before um we head on to our one incredible thing um I want to just give you the mic, Niels, and, you know, if there's anything you want to mention or something we forgot to discuss, here is an opportunity for you just to mention that right now. Oh, yeah. As soon as uh, we finish this uh, this uh, podcast here, I am uh, packing uh, all my stuff and going down uh, and go uh, on my snowboard because oh. I really love snowboarding. And uh, so it is 11 hours drive to the Alps. So I'm going to Iskel where and uh, with my wife and we will be there for uh, a week and that will be fantastic so oh. as soon as i can get rid of you <laughs> <laughs> uh, then i will start packing and uh, so that will be uh, fantastic oh uh, okay so that's your one incredible thing yeah this oh, is actually my awesome. incredible thing yeah, yeah, yeah your yeah. one so. incredible thing is snowboarding in the alps this absolutely this, this weekend or this week yeah. so awesome. yeah actually yeah how far yeah. of a drive is that for you yeah i, I guess uh yeah, that will be 11 hours but i think oh, we will okay. just stop in germany and have a, a, a yeah some uh, nice supper there and have something okay. to eat and have a little drink perhaps and and then yeah. uh, drive further the the day after we will go to to iskul in uh, austria so that's a cool place yeah very cool place Oh, I think yeah. that sounds amazing. Oh, thank yeah, cr- you. So cross much. all your fingers for, yeah. for having sun and a lot of snow. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Great. Um, And then so my one incredible thing, I just had a birthday and my family oh, gave congratulations. me. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. My family gave me a beautiful Staub ceramic baking dish set. It's wow. French, the French made Staub. Um, S-T-A-U-B. Um, okay. They do all kinds of really cool things uh, for the baker, the cook, the the oh, chef wow. in your in your family. So my family wow. gifted me a beautiful set of sobs. So yeah, so that is my wow. one incredible thing. So well, thank you so much for um, being on the show with me today, Niels. It was a pleasure, an absolute pleasure yes. to meet you and to mm-hmm. learn more about what you're up to in the IBM iSpace. I will make sure to include um, your contact information and the links to uh, your your Git. Um... Git stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your, your, your Git stuff. Your Git yeah. stuff. 
And, um, and yeah. yeah, I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Oh, the pleasure was totally mine. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, yeah, thank yeah. you. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you on the show. Common is the leading association serving the IBMI community. They provide leading education, advocacy, and networking opportunities for members to enhance their careers. Check out the website for upcoming events, volunteer opportunities, and membership information. Midrange Dynamics is your one-stop shop for accelerating change and integration on IBMI. Their products include MD Change for control and automation for DevOps, MD Workflow orchestrates and integrates CI-CD pipelines, MD Rapid reduces database downtime from hours to minutes, and MD Rest for I, your all-in-one REST API solution. Head over to their website for more information or to schedule a demo. You'll find the link in the show notes.